Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. She is the District 1 Republican from the great state of South Carolina. It's Nancy Mace. Nancy, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on again. You're very welcome. Uh, you know, I'm in these spaces on X all the time. I don't know if you ever go into these spaces, but Matt Gates is like one of the, the people who goes in there all the time now. And, and it's really cool because he talks right to the people. I know uh-huh. that you voted with Matt when it came to uh, to removing Speaker uh, then Speaker McCarthy. I thought it was the right thing to do, and I've had Matt on the, on the show many times. I understand why you do that. That was the whole operation that was in place since January, and McCarthy yeah. just didn't do his job. You were right. one of the eight, and now people, oh, Nancy, Nancy Mace is part of that whole far right-wing MAGA thing. How do you react to people that don't understand why you made that vote? Well, I'm very much an independent voice, but in the private sector, and you know this, Joe, that when you don't do your job, you get fired. And add on top of that, we had a speaker that lied to the conference, lied to the party, lied to the American people over and over and over again. And I learned at the Citadel that a cadet does not lie, cheat or steal, nor do they tolerate those who do. And really, if we make the American people promises, we ought to be able to keep them. Because we're good at that. We should be good at that. We are leading our nation through some really trying and challenging times. And if you're not up to the job, you don't want to do the job, and you want to lie while you're on the job, then you should be fired at the end of the day. Well, it's one of those things where we watched it unfold in January. Fifteen votes later, he made all of these promises. And, and then we had people like Elise Stefanik, who I like. I, you may get along with her. I don't know what your relationship mm-hmm. is with her. But then she took up for him by saying, but we got rid of the 87,000 IRS agents. No, you didn't. We lowered energy prices. No, you didn't. We closed no. the border. No, you didn't. No. So, Nancy, none no. of those things happened. So those are all victories yeah. in the House that didn't go anywhere. Right. They, they didn't go anywhere. And quite frankly, a lot of people were promised a lot of things. And at the end of the day, if we say we're going to have a budget, don't wait till September 30th and say, oh, we don't have a budget. We got to do a CR or an omnibus like we do every single year. Kevin McCarthy promised us that we would have a plan to balance the budget. That plan exists, but he would not that, let that plan out of the closet. He wouldn't let it move forward. Um, he promised the people that we'd have a budget this year. Didn't have one. He promised the people we would have 12 standalone spending bills to support the budget that does not exist. Didn't do that either. So, I mean, I'm a fiscal conservative. And if businesses and families have to balance their checkbooks, so too should the federal government. Everybody knows when the end of the fiscal year is. It's September 30th. This is not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise. I want someone, a leader who's going to be responsible and who are going to listen to the people. And we saw what they did to Jim Jordan. They knifed him in the back last week in the basement of the Capitol, behind closed doors, behind a secret ballot. These are people who will lie to you to your face. And I am tired of it. I'm so sick and tired of the BS. Um, I'm going to stand up here. I'm going to do what's right um, for my constituents, for my state and my nation. And that means I'm going to tell the truth. And that means I'm going to take some tough votes. But that means I'm going to do the right thing by the people of this country, period. That's it. It's Nancy Mace, District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina. Good. That's what people want you to do. I think that the people in the House of Representatives, unfortunately, a lot of them get stuck in the House of Representatives in that chamber, and they think that's where the job is. That's not where the job is. The job is back in South Carolina 1. They're responsible to the people in Washington, to the D.C. lobbyists and the establishment. No. This is about the people versus the power, and the people should be the ones that have all the power. But instead, it's a select few people in leadership. It's a one very powerful speaker. It's a D.C. lobby. That's not the way this country should be run. And we've got uh, to do the right. 
Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I just I wanted to throw this out there. I, and it's a simple question that I'm being asked every day by listeners, by neighbors, by anybody. Are they taking it seriously in the House of Representatives? And then you hear somebody, the guy Mike Kelly, I think is his name, from Pennsylvania. John Boehner was his suggestion. Then you had uh, uh, John James from Michigan, who I, I thought was great, is now like making names up, just like ficti- uh, fictional characters. Nancy, are they taking it seriously that we need a leader in the House of Representatives that will use the leverage that we, the voters, gave you? What, they, they, the voters gave us the power to represent them, but we're not yes. representing those voices. We're not listening to those people. If we were listening to the people, we would have elected Jim Jordan as speaker, period. He's the most popular Republican in Congress. And part of my frustration is every few days we recess. I am here to work. I am here to do a job. And we have 220 Republican members of the House. We have retired generals. We have Navy SEALs, military veterans, CEOs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, business executives, people who lead, who lead in their own right, people who are elected to lead 800,000 people roughly in their districts. And you mean to tell me that we can't find one leader in that group of 220 in just a span of a few days to lead our conference, to lead the House and to lead our country. I'm just not buying it. It's it's an abomination. What did what did you and the other seven think on on that day that Matt you know did this vote to vacate and did the debate? Did, did you feel like there was a plan in place for Scalise or for Jordan or for somebody to very quickly be elected? Or did you know that it would be a process oh, like this? It, absolutely, that that could have been the plan. That could have been what we done. We could have elected a speaker that week. We could have locked ourselves in a room and had this fight and figured it out. But instead, the establishment wanted to let it drag on and on and on to make it as painful as possible to show disarray for whatever their end game is. But we have yeah. plenty of leaders. I mean, we literally had the most popular man in Congress, Jim Jordan. But because, you know, one family, one group of people you know, had to knife them. They're just all this petty infighting. The stories that I have from behind the scenes, they're so obnoxious and so disingenuous. The people would be horrified if they knew how their members acted. I had a had a guy, I had a member of Congress last week, block me on X, like literally what? threw shade at me. Come you on. Know, you like literally threw shade at me and then blocked me so that I couldn't reply. This is a member of Congress. And I'm just like, like, really? I mean, this is the, the level of maturity you're going to use. And, you know, you know me, Joe, like when I get punched in the face, I'm going to punch you back, you know. And so I've had to stand up for myself quite a bit, stand up for the people, because when they're attacking me, when they're attacking Jim Jordan or whomever, Matt Gates, they're attacking the people, right? How, the does, people how does somebody block you on X, though? I mean, you're so cool. You even follow me. I mean, that's, that, that's you know what I mean? I, I've never seen you post anything that wasn't for your district, that wasn't for your value system, that wasn't for your backbone. That's really childish. It's Nancy Mace, of course, yeah. U.S. Representative, District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina. I want to switch gears to, to Corrine Jean-Pierre walking out today. And the first thing she said in a prepared speech was how we have to continue to, to, to help Ukraine fight the incursion of Putin. We have to continue to support our friends in Israel. Uh, and I'm all for that. But then she said something that really stuck in my craws in American. She said, these are our top priorities. Nancy, maybe I'm stupid. I'm here in San Antonio, Texas. We've got 8 million people who came across the border illegally in fewer than three years. We've got 247 known on the terrorist list, terrorists in the country. We've got one point or two point something million gotaways. And our top priority is helping Ukraine, money that we can't even account for. I certainly want to help the promised land. I love Israel. I'm on Israel's side. Hamas is a terrorist organization. But have we forgotten about America has issues too? 
Right. And we probably funded Hamas, quite frankly, through the aid that we gave to the Palestinian people, too. So, uh, you know, and today the Taliban have American weapons under Joe Biden. We're funding Hamas via Palestinian aid. None of this would have happened under the former president, by the way. And what they're going to do, what the administration is going to do, because they know better than the people. Right. They're going to force a a bill that will have Ukrainian aid and Israel aid. Said you can't say no for those that want to support Israel and don't want to vote against supplying a supplemental aid to Israel, they're going to be given a, 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 a bill that has Ukraine aid also. Now, the question will be, will they include border security in that bill or not? And, and most people probably don't know this, but we give more foreign aid to other nations than we do on our own roads and bridges. Wow. And we should not be funding wars in other nations more than we are securing our own, our own country or our own border. Um, our border security has to be number one. We're seeing fentanyl come across the border. We're seeing human trafficking all the time in every state. And all of this starts at the southern border, as you are very well aware. But they're going to shove a bill down our throats. It won't be two separate spending bills. They'll combine them together so that those that uh, can't vote against Israel will support both aid to Israel and to Ukraine. They were not, they're not going to give us a choice. And that yeah, but why, why, why can't you separate it? Because I'm kind of a dumb guy. I just do radio. So maybe mm-hmm. I don't get it. You guys hold the purse strings. You guys have the money. You guys control you know, how our tax dollars are used. Why can't you say, listen, we'll do some Ukraine, we'll do some Israel. We're doing them separately because we want to debate both of them. Why, why allow them to join them together? Because that would require a backbone. That would require a spine. That would require the, um, the notion that Ukraine aid might fail. Ukraine aid cannot pass the House without, I think, support for Israel. Um, and the wow. only question at this point is they, is it, do they, do they put, maybe it could with Democrats, maybe every Democrat would vote for Ukraine aid. Maybe it could without Republican support, but it's not going to have the majority of Republican support. Um, and so they're going to combine them into both, uh, into one bill to give people cover. Um, cause they don't want to go back home and tell the people back home that they solely gave aid to Ukraine because that's what they're going to do. But if they right. say that Israel's aid is in there, then they have, they have cover to do both. You've got a military mind. You're a logical person. You're a very, very smart person. Um, can you explain to me what the end game is in Ukraine? When Obama was asked, what does victory look like in Afghanistan? He went, uh, I don't know. I mean, he didn't have an answer. So do we know when we can say, okay, we're done helping Ukraine, that's fixed, or that's good? Well, to me, the end game in Ukraine is when Russia stops invading Ukraine. Now, is that now does that mean Ukraine owns the Donbass and Donetsk region? I, you know, that will be de- determined. But as soon as there is peace between right. the Russian border and the Ukraine border, and there is no more fighting, that is the end game. But there well, how do we get there? I, I, is there a path there? Uh, you know, I think there is a there is a path there, but that means our European allies need to step up. We're seeing some yes. countries. Poland pulled back their support for Ukraine. Some of the neighboring nations, they didn't have their reserves up per NATO requirements. And so they've been weakened by their support of Ukraine. What we all learned was that when you don't have your reserves at the ready, you become a more weakened nation. And that includes the United States as well. And so, um, you know, we're in a more vulnerable position, especially if we go in and support Israel as well. How do we support all these countries when you've got You've got China and Russia, Putin and Xi Jinping and Iran teaming up now to be the next world power. Right. Um, this is, these are very complicated times and require require a strong leader, a leader that's not going to fall going up the stairs, who's not going to say crazy things in a press conference on the world stage. We need strong leadership in this country so that our adversaries are scared like hell of the United States and what we might do should they ever act up.
It is uh, Nancy Mace, District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina. We appreciate the time. Um, I've got to ask you about Hamas. Hamas mm-hmm. is the government of, of what would be Palestine. They voted these people in. This is a terrorist organization. If you've got members like you've got that you work with every day that are flying the Palestinian flag and claiming that Israel bombed a children's hospital, which they didn't, uh, and, and is taking up for Gaza and for the poor, innocent Palestinians, let's do a ceasefire. Aren't they, in fact, supporting Hamas? Hamas is the government of the people they're trying to show support for. No, 100 percent. And Rashida Tlaib, to my knowledge, is still flying that flag into this yes. date. She still um, spreads propaganda and fake news and disinformation about the hospital bombing that was done by Hamas, not by the IDF, not by Israel. And there ought to be consequences for those kinds of measures. And in fact, she led a protest. She was at a protest that that those protesters then invaded the Capitol and, you know, came in and none of those guys have been arrested. You know, there's a complete. They should all be in jail with the J6ers, right? Right. They should be treated the same as the J6ers. If you were nonviolent and entered into the Capitol illegally, they should be arrested and charged just like anybody else. But, you know, it's a double standard for everybody in this country right now. Well, well Nancy, am I, am I off base? Are, are, is she and is Elon Omar and the squad, are they not showing support for the terrorist organization that runs Palestine? Or would well, be Palestine? I, it, it appears yeah. to me like they are. They are, and they're spreading the Hamas terror. And I, you call them terrorists. They're barbarians. I mean, these, yes. these are not human people. What they have yes. done to Jews in Israel is barbaric and disgusting. But these squad members are sympathizing with barbaric terrorists. And, you know, they should be held to account for it. It's, it's, it's tragic. It's disgusting. It's ruining our college campuses, this leftist ideology that Israel is bad and Jews are bad that we should. I saw a protester sign at one of these pro-Palestinian protests where it's like, we need to keep the world clean of Jews. I mean, I am, I am distressed by the number of phone calls that I'm getting every week from my Jewish community who are scared to go to school, their Jewish schools, their synagogues, who are scared to go out in public for being attacked. There was just a Jewish leader in Detroit that was stabbed to death a few days ago. Um, what's happening and what is being encouraged by the far left in this country is very reminiscent of what they started to do in World War II towards the Jews, and it's disgusting. So, so literally calling for ethnic and religious cleansing, yeah. and it's disgusting. And I, I don't want to hear about a censure. These people should not be yeah. in our Congress. They, they are literally supporting the enemy. It's uh, Nancy Mace, District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina. Last question. You brought up the previous administration a bit ago. Donald Trump primaried you, but mm-hmm. to me, you seem like an America first person. Have you, have you ha- had a conversation with him? Has that relationship been fixed? I hope so. I've always been an American first person. Um, we disagreed on the outcome uh, of some things that happened right. in his administration, and, and that's okay. I was an OG. I was on the ground floor with his campaign in 2015 when very few people were. I always right. liked the agenda. I thought, you know, lowering taxes for every American, the, the bipartisan prison reform that he did. Yes. Um, he did some really great things as president. So that is my policies have never changed. And we have communicated over the last couple of, of months. Months and Good. I beat him in the primary by almost ten points, so I'm kind of proud of that fact. Um, and uh, quite don't proud say that to him, Nancy. Don't say that to him. That's you know the way he's wired. You got to forget that part. Yeah, no, I know, but you know we move on. Politics is a game of addition. If we want to do well for right. this country, we've got to come together. And quite frankly, regardless of who the nominee is, I believe the nominee will be Trump. We have to come together as a party in order to beat back what is going on, all the wrongs the left has done to ruin yes. our nation, our children, their future. 
what they are doing to poison our kids right now, whether it's education or the economy. As a parent, we have a lot of mending to do, mending offenses, and it, it's not just the far right and, and MAGA and, and establishment and moderate Republicans. It's centrist, it's independents, it's people who are left of center, right of center. We gotta bring those people home, and I will tell you, the way that the Biden administration, Joe Biden, the administration has reacted during Israel, I have talked to a lot of Jewish Democrats who are done with the Democrat Party. Yes. And those are the people that we need to bring back home. And these are going to be tough conversations we have to have, but we got to come together after the nomination. 100%. Do we get a speaker this week? God, I hope so. In fact, Me the too. Freedom Caucus came out with a memo today, and I wholeheartedly support it. We, we should not be leaving. We should not recess until we have a speaker. Lock us in their room. Order a hundred pizzas. Take as long <laughs> as it takes. And in fact, we were, you know, bigger things have happened. In 1800, it was the presidential election of Jefferson and Burr, and 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 there was the electoral college was completely tied. It was up to Congress to determine the president. It was six days and 36 votes later. I think I read somewhere somebody might have died. Um, mm. And so it was a process. They got it done in a week, and they did what was right by our country. We should have stayed here on week one, taken a week, however long it took, and walked out with a speaker. But that is not what leadership is today in the United States, and it's unfortunate for the people we represent. Mace.house.gov. Go to her website. It's uh, Republican Nancy Mace from District 1 in the great state of South Carolina. Nancy, thanks for making time today. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. We appreciate Representative Nancy Mace coming on. She's hoping for a speaker this week, but we don't know. Carrie's got news on uh, on what's going to happen tonight when it comes to the Speaker's race and the Speaker of the House of the United States um, Congress. We'll have that for you next hour. Also, Karine Jean-Pierre's answer to a question about uh, the rise or the potential rise in anti-Semitism in the United States. You've got to see this and you've got to hear what she says, which makes no sense whatsoever. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Do me a favor, go and check us out on X. It's Joe Talk Show. Also, Joe Talk Show on uh, YouTube and Joe Talk Show over on Instagram. TikTok, it's just, it's just stupid right now. Joe Pag Show, coming right back. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags.